recorded live from Crimson Cowl Comics and Collectibles in West Bend, Wisconsin. You're listening to Under the Cowl. I'm your host, David Gloyd. I'm also co-owner of Crimson Cowl Comics and Collectibles in West Bend, Wisconsin, uh, the comic book store where we uh, where we do this podcast. So, this episode, we talk about a lot of different things, but one of them I want to ask this question of you before we even get into it. Do you know what Watership Down is? Have you seen it? Uh, we talk about it a little bit and both Anthony and myself weren't we'd heard of it we didn't know what it was and uh, we find out a little bit more about it uh, in this episode aside from that we talk about a lot of different things we talk about some comics we talk about (laughs) unconventional prosthetic limbs Uh, we talk about some TV shows Uh, we talk about improv Uh, we talk about all kinds of stuff Uh, so sit back Relax and uh, away we go. Those like flavored tootsie rolls that are okay. pretty good. Yeah, those were also one penny. So it was just like, man, that's a really good deal. So. <laughs> so with inflation, what I mean, what are tootsie rolls going for now? I mean, oh. I mean, do you, you can buy like a eight ounce bag probably for two bucks. Or something like that. Yeah. But nobody has like you never go into a convenience store anymore and they have the little the penny candies and stuff like oh, that. Oh yeah. Yeah, you know, like back when I was a kid. <laughs> You know, and you'd have your, uh, your penny candy, and you'd have like the ten cent stuff, and just like cheap. Yeah, stuff. when I was like candy cigarettes. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. Or it was always like a quarter for like those like fruits, the like fruit candy things. You'd like go to St. Vinny's or something. But not even St. Vinny's probably wants like seventy five cents. The one Let's thing buy a candy bar for that. The one thing we barely. Um, <laughs> the one thing that we had at Century before we were Piggly Wiggly. Uh, the lollies. Now, some people don't know what lollies are. It's basically a sweet tart on a stick. Mm-hmm. Okay. They're just called lollies. And I want to say they were either 10 cents, maybe a quarter, but they were at the end of our register. And I remember, you know, shopping with my mom and I'd always get a lolly. <laughs> and, uh, mm. my st- you ever choke on that? Start lollygagging? But, um, boom. Uh, but yeah, uh, Lolly was just like name dropped at a family discussion, and like the sister in law had no idea what the heck we were talking about. And then my mom sent me a message. She's like, "Do you guys sell lollies at uh, Piggly Wiggly yet?" And I'm like, "Yeah, we got them in the little bags, you know, like the Piggly Wiggly label, whatever." Uh-huh. So yeah, she bought her some lollies. But isn't that a Schoolhouse Rock lolly, lolly, lolly? Get your adverbs here. Yeah, I think uh-huh. so. Back when they had educational young TV shows. <laughs> and now they got Peppa Pig. Do they learn stuff on Peppa Pig? 
there's like five little niece and nephew, and they they watch Peppa Pig, and Peppa Pig kind of like yells sometimes at like her parents, <laughs> and like <laughs> brainwashing the youth. It's okay to yeah. yell at your parents. Right. Go ahead, fight the <laughs> bear back. It's, it's yeah, it's it's empowering. They're trying to bring down your independence. <laughs> Fight the man. I remember the best thing when I was real little. My because I liked an I liked animals when I was little, like five years old or whatever. And then my mom's like, "Hey, I'll only rent this Watership Down <laughs> show for you. You ever seen Watership Down? No. <laughs> Let me show you one of the one scene from Watership Down. I don't know what kind of movie is this. You might have to clarify on that. I liked animals. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no furry nonsense. <laughs> Well, it's a, more aquatic, so less for... And like, with the name Watership Down, you would think it'd more be, fun. like, kind of like a war kind of thing, not... Yeah, it doesn't sound like a kid uh, kid thing. No, I've, I've heard that name before. I really did just assume it was some war film or something. Yeah, it sounds like something gritty that, like, Christopher Nolan would direct. Watership Down. It's like, this Christmas. Sound like... This is, like, five-year-old Tim sitting down and watching this. Like, oh, this is, like, there's... Yeah, the I've up. What is this? <laughs> they had that has ever been rated you. <laughs> That's like the villain in it. Okay, this is somebody's like montage. Yeah. Okay. So I'm yeah. like, this song was playing. <laughs> I don't think it's here or not. <laughs> just these an- rabbits just, just like ripping each other up this dog. <laughs> Whoa, there's a lot oh. of blood going on there. That's not strawberry jam. Is that the name of the song, <laughs> Strawberry Jam? <laughs> Dude, that's my strawberry jam. The heck? Yeah, one time I brought to him, I'm like, Mom, you allowed me to watch this when I was like six years old. Like, what were you thinking? And she's like, I don't know, I was too busy with all the other kids because I'm one of six. So, she's oh, like, yeah, I was just too I busy. gave up by you. It's bunnies. <laughs> How bad can it be? It's bunnies. Yeah. Plus, little Timmy loves animals, yeah. so. <laughs> so that was... Okay, it's well, supposed to be, like, a depiction of, like, World War... The horrors of World War One and Two to, like, younger kids. This honestly looks like it's the animosity animated movie, so... <laughs> yeah, just... And I'm just glad, glad we clarified dying. that that music is uh, a YouTube generation <laughs> added montage... <laughs> Cause I'm like, this is the theme yeah, song. Yeah, this is a, yeah, yeah. Here you go, down. little Tim. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is a good show for my child. Oh boy. Yeah, that's a uh, that's interesting. Yeah, <laughs> to say the least. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'd love to play that for my young kids, but. I- I missed that boat or watership. Or- <laughs> Don't worry, Netflix remade it. Oh, <laughs> they remade it in like 3D. Ooh. But I think they made it, <laughs> made it a little bit tamer. That's 3D. It looks yeah. like that blood's gonna hit you right in the face. <laughs> yeah, you go to the one, uh, the 4D movie theater, and you can just smell the blood, the iron oh, smell. Perfect, yeah. <laughs> All the flies buzzing around the dead carcasses. Yeah, you can hear them in like your ears. I think I can hear a fly behind me. <laughs> Turns out they just release a thousand flies into the theater when the movie starts. Yeah. So. yeah. Wow, this is a real life experience. Yeah. That's wow. like that Rob Zombie film right there. Yeah. <laughs> theater of a thousand flies. <laughs> <laughs> I'd see that. 
Little Timmy was going to see Watership Dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, do I have that, that sports thing today? So I had to make sure to come in and mm. get my My Hero. Sports. And and uh, I'm glad this started up again. Die. What's that? The, it's called Die. From, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. They like it's kind of like Jumanji meeting Dungeons and Dragons. It's like dead in the, bodies. Yeah, <laughs> there, there are a wow. few dead bodies. Yeah. <laughs> then like one of the guys, he's like, he's like uh, in the game, he's like a woman because you know some dudes will play as like female characters, but then he goes his Jumanji role and then he's like a woman. And one of the other yeah. friends, because they like came back here and they're like, so why do you choose to be a woman in this world? Like, what are you into dudes? Or are you into like girls? Because he's married to a woman in that. I was like, oh, but, well, it's like what Jack Black was a. Uh, yeah, he was a girl, and it was a, gr- a girl, yeah, girl that, Black in, Jack in yeah. their Jumanji movie. Welcome to the jungle. Well, yeah. in this world, I'm literally into girls. <laughs> Good times. But, all right, we'll be back next week. Right, all right, enjoy your sports. I think there might be uh, some Power Rangers next week, maybe. Mm. Exciting. <laughs> See you guys. Take it easy. I'm into girls like Tim's into animals. <laughs> oh. I'm glad I hit record for this. I'm not sure if I really like this Snapchat thing. Did a friend who recently started messaging me on Snapchat. You know, he used to text me occasionally or send, you know, whatever kind of messages, Facebook, whatever. Mm-hmm. So now that I started my Snapchat account, uh, he must have just realized that I'm on there. So now he's been Snapchatting. And it's like, he'll send me a message on there and I'll reply in a decent amount of time. And then like the next day, he'll respond back. It's like, you know, like a once a day thing, you know, so a conversation's going to go on for the next month. <laughs> so he just sent me one and I open it up expecting to just see a message, you know, pertaining to what we've been discussing over the last few days. But no, it's his picture and it kind of scared me. <laughs> I'm like, hey, yeah. why do I need that? <laughs> <clears throat> it could be a little alarming. Yeah, because... Because apparently you don't know, or maybe it tells you, and I just haven't seen when you open a message. Does it say if it's a message or a picture? Or I haven't done any messaging. People have sent me stuff, and I honestly I don't know how to even open it because they're like, "Oh, did you see that message I sent?" And I'm like, "I don't even know," so I have no idea. And then I don't know if they're timed or what, but because I know that you can do that, um, so things not on there. I don't like that because sometimes like I just look real quick to see what somebody sent, but I'd prefer to go back to it. So if they got it sent, they, you know, they're setting so that like it disappears after uh-huh. like 15 seconds or something. It's like an inspector gadget message or something. First of all, I'm a slow reader. <laughs> Not like uh, and the went to the arm not like that kind of slow reader but i mean i i take yeah. my time i'm not a speed reader or whatever so i, I don't know if i read an entire message in 15 seconds 
I feel pressured and I'm like, then I'd be like, wait, did I read that right? Yeah. Not, not sure that it's uh, the best messaging system for me personally. I like good old fashioned texts. Actually, I always hated texting, but but I prefer those. Because those, if I'm busy, I can look, I can check it real quick to see if it looks like it's an emergency, you know. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and then I can be like, oh, no, I can forget about this for four hours. It's usually a classic meme that, uh, you know, someone looking at their phone, they just said, you know, I'm waiting for my phone to stop ringing so I could text that person and say, why'd you call me? <laughs> yeah, I got something like with my phone. It really sucks. I pretty much always have to put it on speaker if I actually have a phone call. Like, I just, like, it's just super quiet and I've never been able to, like, yeah, I wasn't well, sure. You've got an iPhone, right? Correct. Yeah, because I know David, um, my son, has one. And he's always like, what? Yeah. What? But we can't understand him either, so we never talk to him on the phone if we can avoid it. Yeah, I... I figured since I maybe have three phone conversations a year that I figured I didn't even care about taking it in and said, hey, how come I can't hear anything? So if I do get a call, if I'm in a private space where I could then put on the speaker because I'm not just going to be here and put on a speaker and have someone, you know, hey, we just so you know. Everyone. We're recording right now. I'll call you. <laughs> I was just going to say, I, I'd hate for the whole conversation to be heard by everybody, you know, so... I try to stay away from that, you know, because what we're saying right now is all just between you and me, right? Yes. Right? Mm hmm I like animals, too, like how Tim likes them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more of a zoogly zoo kind of guy, uh, unless uh, underwater oh, yeah. down, under mm. under siege down, what do you say? Water down. Water ship down. Yeah. See, I, I'm more of a zoogly zoo kind of guy. <laughs> I don't know. I thought... Watership down. I thought you know it's going to have like George Clooney and Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio, and um, you know it's <laughs> that's probably a thing. Oh, look <laughs> at the bunnies! Look at the insides of the bunnies pouring out of their stomachs through their throats. Look at the weird bunnies running through some weird tube thing. But I don't <laughs> know what that was. And understand a lot of that, so. <laughs> Uh, but uh oh phones actually just today I was thinking about that um there's like two ways that I've seen people recently talking on their phone that I just don't get one is with the person on speakerphone but then they're holding the phone way up to their head okay it's okay that's kind of unnecessary. Defeats, defeats the purpose. The other is with the person not on speakerphone, but holding it away from their head. <laughs> okay. Same person or two different no, people? No, different people. I see this, like, <laughs> you know, I'll be walking through the store and somebody's talking on their phone and they're like, you can't hear the other person talking, so you know they're not on speakerphone and yet they're holding it, you know, a good, you know, a foot away from their head. So they don't want, like, you know, they're the ones that don't want, like, radiation yeah. or, like, that kind of thing that they... But, uh, no, I'll, I'll struggle to hear you, but I'm not getting that brain tumor. <laughs> but yeah, it's interesting about the uh, having the speakerphone and then still do they know it's on speakerphone? Yeah. Well, this is coming in nice, loud, and clear. <laughs> right. 
Why is everybody looking at me weird? <laughs> um, my phone, which is old now. I mean, it's not flip phone old. But it's rotary. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's the kind where the uh, the part that you uh, <laughs> yep. talk into is a separate piece from the part like, that you listen yeah. with. It's like this, basically. Yeah. It says Campbell's tomato soup on the... <laughs> but it's an older phone, and it's starting to have problems like... More often than not, when I answer my phone, it automatically goes on the speakerphone. So there's a kind of a pause in between my my answering, you know, and after I, I pick up because I have to quickly turn oh, it off yeah. of speakerphone because I don't know what the person's going to say. Hello. And I got to do the opposite. So as soon as I pick up a call, I have to hit that button real quick. Otherwise, I don't hear the beginning. <laughs> so, yeah. Want to switch phones? I would say probably I'm trying to think who I get like calls from like outside of my mom if it would be like so I'll know if the dentist calls on the reminder of the appointment I don't pick those up because I'm like we'll just do the voicemail you typically probably just get calls from people saying this is the IRS yeah. uh, you you haven't uh, you owe us money uh, go to the store and buy five prepaid uh well, I always cards. pick the, I always pick them up and follow every direction. So. Yes, so they always sound like real important. So. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> they're gonna call the the police if if you don't go to the the store and buy prepaid uh, phone cards and stuff. We had a lot of problems with that kind of stuff when we did Western Union at uh, at work, which we don't do anymore. Is it just like we'd have to tell some people that were that they were just clear scams, and it would yeah. be like older people. And we would just tell them, being like, listen, <laughs> like we, we don't want to do this because we just know that it's not going to yeah. work out it's, for you. This isn't what you think it is. Yeah. The only people coming to Western Union are the people who are being scammed right yeah. now. Can you help you find anything today? Just browsing. Okay. If you have any questions, yeah, let us know. All right. Time to jump into the 10th anniversary of Archie the Married Life. <clears throat> Probably talk about this at the at the club, which people would have heard, you know, earlier if they listened to both of them. Probably the time they hear this. Probably. I mean, I'm working on getting caught up. Uh, see, I now it's just a matter of getting caught up. Before, I was waiting to put stuff on because I didn't want to take stuff down before people got the chance to listen to it. But now we have a uh, better account with more storage space. Perfect. Uh, I don't want to give permission to people to take forever to listen to episodes. Yeah. You know, but uh, you know, but for those who are still on the first episode, you know, you probably speed it up a little bit. <laughs> and they'll never hear this though. I'm probably not. <laughs> Ten years ago, they wanted to finally tell the story on, uh, you know, Archie making a decision between uh, Betty and Veronica. So, guess who he chose? Jughead. <laughs> no, out of Betty or Veronica, he did choose. Veronica. <laughs> Veronica. Betty. <laughs> he actually chose both because they told the version of his life. Oh, because they moved to Utah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so they told the version that they, uh, you know, here's what his life would have been with Betty, here's his life with Veronica. 
and now they're celebrating that it's been 10 years since that storyline, so they're catching up on both of the marriages in separate universes. Oh, so it's not uh, <laughs> it's not like one of those where if you buy it with this cover, you married Betty. <laughs> if you can buy it with this cover, you married Veronica. Yeah. Or one side of the book is one, then you flip it around. Yeah, it, it's, it's close, closer to the flip, but it's... Uh, um, but it's uh, just halfway in between, so two com, two mini, two half comics in one. But yeah, it would have been smart, you know. It's a now. I here's the fun fact: I never actually read that Married Life, but the tenth anniversary just came out. I'm like, you know, what? I'm sure I'll get it. You know, using your theory of uh, you know when you meet people, you don't need to know everything about them to right. be their friend now. So I figured, you know. What? This is what this series is doing, is telling me how their marriage has been in the last 10 years. But yeah, that would have been cool if you had the, a Betty theme cover on one side, flip it over, and kind of like the previews right. when you switch over to the merchandise. And yeah, So it's like if you met Archie today, yeah, and he'd been married for 10 years. Yep, it's the 10th Betty anniversary. and Veronica. In separate universes. Yes. Not in separate houses. So, yeah. <laughs> so in the same house, but different universes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Upstairs, downstairs. <laughs> uh, hey, honey. They're in the upside. Could you go, in the, go to the kitchen and grab me a beer? No, no, not not that. Yeah. Not that kitchen. <laughs> it, it's like the third act of Mrs. Doubtfire, um, where he's, you know, he's dinner with his family and his, you know, ex or his wife that he's split up with at the time. And then the other half, he's, uh, you know, he's Mrs. Doubtfire with them. And the other half, he's himself on a job interview so robin williams keeps having to switch and yeah. go to different tables and not be spotted so that's that's what it's like yeah. it's like the third act of mrs delfire yeah have you seen mrs delfire i have okay i have because that i didn't want to have to hopefully that wasn't a spoiler so oh ruined it <laughs> ruined it oh uh for any listeners who have not seen mrs delfire yeah. go ahead rewind this rewind it uh mute it for about the next, uh, I don't know, forty-five. Sure, yeah, forty-five. That gives enough seconds, space. not minutes. No, minutes. <laughs> and now, when I fast forward forty-five minutes later, and that's our show. It, it will probably be talking about this is Doubtfire again because <laughs> that's how this. Hear that, or it'll catch up to their already previously recorded conversation about deep frying a show. Yeah, I was just gonna say. <laughs> But thankfully, that conversation already happened, so they don't have to hear that yet again on the podcast because they've already skipped that forty-five minutes. So uh, <laughs> I think that's how it works. Okay. Well, so now we've spoiled uh, <laughs> Archie's married life, and <laughs> well, see, I'm, I don't even know how it's going yet. I'm only a couple pages into the Veronica life, so let's just Is say that what it's called the Veronica life. Life with Veronica is what it should be because they had the Life with Archie it's series. Like hashtags. Hashtag the Veronica life. <laughs> yeah. It's very Snapchat uh, generation of you yeah. to come up with that. So. <laughs> uh. I mean, yeah, I'm old enough that I'm usually like, you know, pound sign the Veronica life, but I can adapt. Yeah, yeah. Well, I can't adapt that much. So as soon as pound signs become something other than hashtags and be like wait what are they now i only have so much room in my brain because most of it's filled with useless information yeah so there's going to be 
the lifespan of a pound sign slash hashtag, it's going to, each generation, it's going to keep getting a new definition, a new use, and that there was your preview tease for House of X number two. Well, well, there are those who, you know, when you get into the hashtag, I thought it was a pound sign, you'll get the, the people that went, oh, I thought it was tic-tac-toe. <laughs> yeah, this whole time I've been trying to play that on my phone, you know, my old-fashioned phone, with but, the hashtag button on it. On the rotary? What kind of games are on the rotary phone? <laughs> yeah, you know, how come, how come when I call certain things, like, please enter your pin, followed by... The pound sign. How come they don't say, please enter your pin, followed by the hashtag? See, that that's just furthering the confusion right there. Yeah. Everybody's got to get on the same. See. Or they do what Archie Comics did, where there's one universe where it's a pound sign, <laughs> another universe it's a hashtag, and you just have to choose which one you want to live in. Divide the world in half. All the pounders, they go over there, all the, the hashers on that side. So, yeah, but then you're tracing your your family history, and <laughs> you're like, oh, all my grandpa on my mom's side, you know, he used to, used to be a pounder. That makes me a quarter pounder. <laughs> yeah, that joke was kind of cheesy. <laughs> okay. That was like a quarter pounder, which is kind of okay. what it was. Yeah, I, I, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> there was a moment where I'm like, there could have been a better way to word that, and just in case anybody listening home didn't get that. <laughs> uh, and speaking of cheese, and perhaps more pizza. Now, what's weird is that I read some of this earlier, put it down, we went to go get the pizza and all that stuff. First line of dialogue I read, when you just said, speaking of cheese, I'm out of cheese, blah, blah, blah. Jughead in this future universe owns uh what was formerly pop tate's chocolate shop is now juggies and he's running the restaurant with uh what appears to be his wife midge and uh the first line i read jughead goes into the uh diner and she goes the women's room overflowed the supply house is suing unless paid by friday and we're out of cheese <laughs> and i assume that you know you would have cut out the silence there. I was making sure I didn't want to speak, so we could kind of pick right up to that. Yeah, I probably will edit that. <laughs> now people are wondering, where did the silence There go? was silence. We could just leave all the silent parts in the podcast. Because um, then it, it would become popular with, like, moms. Just like, I just want five minutes of silence. <laughs> and then there you go. Yeah. Listen to our podcast. That's the podcast. Five minutes of silence. Tammy's been listening to some true crime podcast or something. And I keep talking about serial killers and stuff like that. Is it the Serial Podcast? Where it's actually just called Serial? I don't know if it is. Because that is one of them. Are you all set? Yeah. So was Archie married in 1941? <laughs> well, I don't want to spoil it. So. Oh, you have read that. <laughs> that I have. It's very good. Very, uh, yeah, it still has some Archie-isms, but it definitely is a 
fits the mood of like wartime and everything and it's that's one of the coolest things about Archie books is that you can just have you know classic fun Archie like this one here and then you can move to something like that and then you can jump over there and they got the Red Sonia and uh, Betty Veronica Vampirella Red Sonia crossover so there's always just like so many different uh, different kind of things with all the characters and then Last year, they had a crossover with Batman and Robin. And That's awesome. That's so cool. Yes. Oh, yeah, and the Archie vs. Predator just started up again, too, so... Nice. 1505. You watch Riverdale, then? I'm behind. Okay. But I do watch it. Yeah, season three was pretty, <laughs> pretty intense. I heard it was pretty... <clears throat> I'm caught up on some of it, but I heard it was kind of awkward. It's very, it felt like when they're only like, oh, when it's only like six episodes in, it felt like it was. Please. When they're only like six episodes in, it felt like the whole season already because there's so much happening in an entertaining way where it's sure. just like. It is That's all over the place and it's ridiculous like, and crazy, but... I heard that it's kind of... <laughs> There's a lot going on. Okay. <laughs> I'll have to catch up. Yeah, yeah. I have to... I think October is probably your end of September. They'll start the new ones up, so... I'm behind, too. I haven't even watched the first episode yet. <laughs> oh, you should watch the first episode. <laughs> we'll get them there. Okay. See you later. Have a good night. Hello. Hey there. He had a bunch of stuff for me. We got, uh, and you were going to decide to cover Yeah, between the both, you know. And then House, the House of X, the uh, connected variant, yep. and the deceased one deceased. variant. Number four, right? Yep. Alright, well, I know for sure. I'm also here. Bagging. I'll take bagging boards. Okay. What other variant covers did you get? Yeah. Melon. For Carnage? Yeah. Yeah, there's quite a few up there, so. Yeah. There's the action figure one, there's the blank one. Um, I think there's a Ron Lim one up there. Several different different ones over here. First spot. Yeah, I'm still debating. Like jumping into it, so oh. it's like see, it's one of the things where like I don't really care about either of the characters, but I really yeah. like the creators. Yeah, yeah, and that that was it for me too. It's like character wise, I've never cared. So you know, there's there's nothing that's really drawing me in there. Yeah, the fact that it's been really popular kind of makes me curious. Yeah, that's right. And at yeah. the same time, I, I don't like to jump on something just to. Well, that's the, the trend. All the cool kids are reading this. <laughs> you ain't cool unless you got it. But yeah, two, two podcasts I listen to, though, uh, I know they'll be talking spoilers for it. So I think uh, I'll probably listen to what they say. And if it sounds cool, then I'll be like, okay. We'll see. <laughs> If I ever, if they ever make an arm of this, all the cover variants oh, are okay. back anyways. Yeah, I wrote this one. This one's pretty cool. 
Because you have this, remember? Yeah. Yeah. Just put these on back out there. Okay. Thanks. And if you've been a fan of the Venom stuff and this, uh, the creators have their own uh, podcast. Um, not if you listen to podcasts at all, but uh, yes. all day long. Yeah. So the the artist Ryan Stegman has Stegman and his amazing friends, and he's had Donnie Cates on for a couple episodes. They did some Venom commentary for the first couple issues. Most likely, they're gonna follow up with Absolute Carnage, but uh, yeah, it's been pretty entertaining. And then they've had some guests and doing Q and A's and stuff. And, Interesting. But it's Stegman with a hyphen, like a Spider-Man. So gotcha. in case you're searching and you don't see it. So. But yeah, it's been pretty entertaining. Anything else we can Well, that would be the biggest one. Uh, you already talked about House of X and Powers of X and stuff. Oh, yeah, I'm on top of that. House of X 2 was pretty insane. <laughs> I'll probably read that tonight. Um, but yeah, I think out of those two, I think those were the biggest as far as like company-wide now for all of them that, uh, I don't think there was anything super uh, new that, uh, yeah. 1920 minutes total. Yeah. Oh, they keep going up. I like the throw those in there every once in a while. Is that just because of the variant, or is the regular issue that it's a regular one? Cause I think it's a double size, probably. Yeah, they usually kind of they've been starting with that, and I don't know what the what the last one's gonna be because sometimes they'll they'll have a higher price tag on the the finale, but they're only up to four coming out in October. But yeah, at least with that one, I'm assuming it's probably full story because sometimes the higher price tags will have like a couple backup stories or something. But uh, gotcha. Yeah. I would imagine that they just Here told you need a receipt. No, that's alright. Big. Uh, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, it's basically just getting two issues at once. Looks like it's all one story. They like to do that though. Once in a while, they'll throw on the yep, bigger one. The, the bigger one. Sometimes they just raise the price up a little bit, and you're not quite sure why. Yep. So, all right. We'll see you next week. All right. Have a good night. Yeah, you too. Comic book companies will forever try to raise the prices up here and there and see how it goes over. And if they think it's justified, whatever, then it will continue to go up. Yeah, and at least, you know, like I said, with that one being a double issue that... Yeah. And just flip towards the end just to kind of see that there wasn't no, like, cartoon backup or something, you know, where sometimes that could be a little unwanted if you... Yeah, it's twice the price. Because it's got something that nobody asked for. Yeah. But yeah, it's another thing if it's like going back to the basement days with that. Uh, um, <laughs> I was distracted because a couple days ago I just got the alert from somebody. Uh, their username on Twitter is Steampunk Meg Griffin. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyways, uh, going back to the basement days with that uh, random. Like Deadpool number ten was nine ninety nine. I was like, "What?" Yeah. And I was just like, "Cause at first I picked up the book and it was triple size, and I was just like, what the hell?'" And then flipped through, and it was one continuous story. Because if that would have been twenty pages of, uh, you know, the normal issue number ten, and then seventy pages of random short story stuff, I'd have been like, "And they did that." Deadpool did that. Twice, right? 
I was I was going to say three, three. times. I, I thought it was about three times just within the six months or so that we were in the basement. Yeah, let's see. There was once, twice, three, three times. times delayed, yeah, you know? yeah, that's what it was. But like I said, after buying it and reading it, I was like, okay, that was good. But also, they didn't take you off for two months. You still then bought another one. So it's still an extra payment. But And then you have The Walking Dead. They put out a triple size final issue, and you still get the the regular the single, single price. issue price. Yeah, more people should uh, talk to Robert Kirkman about how to price comics. Either he's giving them away for free at a surprise for for a debut issue, or cutting the price down and adding pages. It is interesting, like thinking about the creative approach to it, like. I follow a lot of people on Twitter, artists and writers, and then hearing them in interviews on podcasts and stuff, and just hearing about all of the ideas they have and then realizing, you know, you only have so many pages to do it. Dan Slott recently commented on it, saying that when he started writing comics, I don't know if he said he had like 24 pages or something back in like the 90s, and then he goes, now when I'm writing a Fantastic Four issue... I've got 20 pages and, you know, recently it was like 22 is a, a pretty standard one. So then he, he would comment just saying like how much space, you know, that he wish he could have that, you know, to the extra two pages of, of, uh, of story that now he has to kind of can't really make room for things that he's like, oh, I hate to cut this gag or something, but it's not going to advance anything. So he'll cut a joke out here or there or something. And unless you're absolute carnage number one. Not me. I would write the story and then I'd be like, okay, I got four pages of story. I'm going to have to add some jokes. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way you should approach it. A lot of people say, you know, done in one as in one issue, but you're, you say done in one page. And then you just need, you know, 19 more pages. <laughs> I'll get an artist to just give me 20 pages of art. <laughs> I'll throw in some, you know, word balloons and a couple of boxes in there. Making comics Good. the Gloyd way. It's mm. the Gloyd method. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's... I've, I've made movies that way. You know, discuss the, the doll movies that I... Did back in my <laughs> my youth. Um, I mean, Is this that's how the, Tim made animal movies back in his youth. Yeah. But yeah, I would uh, film it, and I'd kind of know what the story was. You know, I'd have that idea, but I figured oh, I can go back and do the audio later. You know, figure out what these characters need to be saying. You know, to to move it along and everything. And then, of course, the whole thing stalled up where I got uh, voice actors and everything. So now they're just uh, silent films without any writing or anything else. But, I mean, that was the intent there is to go back and, okay, well, we can fill in the, the dialogue. Visually, it tells a story. And you watch it and you kind of figure out, for the most part, what's going on. Except that, you know, it's, it's dolls and you have to use a little bit of imagination because you imagine these dolls as being, like, human characters. But, uh, yeah. 
sure I made that project sound <laughs> amazing. Well, uh, I came across a headline, which I'm going to see if I can find the article here, because it's quite interesting. I hope there's a picture. Um, Is it uh, Jackson Man Arrested for <laughs> Animal... <laughs> Uh, here we go. Um, dang it. I'm trying to read it, but then this whole thing about me accepting something, which I don't know what the site is, so I don't want to. Okay, let's go to the this version of the article. All right. A man gets his. Yeah, we're off to a good start yep. right there. <laughs> he gets his prosthetic arm replaced with. Now, let me give you three options here, and let me think of two fake ones. Um, A non-prosthetic arm. Yeah. (laughs) Gets his arm replaced with... um, All right. All right. I didn't want to take up, like, the whole podcast, so these are the three options. (laughs) A, the golf club. (laughs) That's a... I was thinking something with golf, but it was different. <laughs> um, B, for baseball bat. Or C, Nerf gun. Well, I'd go with the Nerf gun, personally. S- sounds pretty badass. Because I've never really played you know, sports. But don't get me started in a Nerf war. <laughs> so is that what you... Now that's your preference, but is that what you think this article is about? I think any real man would replace it with a Nerf gun, yeah. <laughs> okay, good, because those other two are the quickest things I could think of. Um, let's I see. I mean, in, unless the guy had played, like, you know, loved one of those sports and whatever. Oh, yeah. But I just... I'd say, yeah. Imagine... But I don't know if you could really use either of those uh, effectively for what they're meant for. Unless you just go to the driving range or batting cages... If you were playing for competition-wise, maybe it's a little harder, but if yeah. you just wanted to hit some balls... And or if you're just going after the guy that cost you your arm. <laughs> there you go. Uh, you know, then I could see replacing it with a baseball bat. Because getting a Nerf gun's not going to really do much to right. help you, so... Yeah. It's like, oh, I wish these were real bullets. <laughs> uh, Maker Collective Hacker Loop modified a Nerf gun into a bionic prosthetic for their friend... Uh, Nicholas Hushit, Hutchett. Uh, he fires the gun uh, through EMG, which is electromyography, sensors that detect when he tenses his forearm muscles. It all started with jokes about the fact that it was too easy for us to win over him in a Nerf battle as he's missing his right hand, writes Tinkerer-in-Chief Valentin Scorello. It's a pretty sweet name. Valentin Scorello. It's like squirrel, but Arello. Um, oh, yeah, there is a picture, which is one of the reasons why you got to come to the Crimson Call so you can see pictures. So you of, can see pictures on the Internet. Because it's not you can't just you know uh-huh. sit at home, listen to a podcast, and look at pictures on the Internet. Yeah, you got to be here. Just like a Snapchat, this picture is probably going to disappear soon. But yeah, here's the the guy with the like cable esque like not cable esque in the fact that he's got a gun there, but he's just like 
Well, very mechanical looking. I had a conversation with somebody years ago. Uh, if I ever like lost an arm and had to get a prosthetic, I wouldn't get one of those like. I mean, I don't want just like a a hook type thing, you know, or even one of those that have like a couple like a claw. Because uh, unless unless I'm going after animals, like those stuffed animals, stuffed animals. Yeah. Oh sure. I, or maybe or those animals. Okay. Yeah. yeah maybe you know because the claw yeah. machine. Yeah. Crane games. Right. Um, claw machines. But uh, and like you can get like one of the realistic looking prosthetics that you know people can still tell it's a prosthetic. Like why? If I'm gonna get a prosthetic arm. I want a kick-ass, like, cyborg-looking arm, you know, like, yeah, like, cable or something like that, where it's just, it's got stuff in it, like, you know, like, it gets Wi-Fi, and I can pull up a little screen, that's where I keep my my phone, just tap right into, so I actually talk on my arm, you know, I I want gadgets and stuff like that, you know. So, yeah. I I don't know, Um, you know, whatever I can fit in there, pencil sharpener. <laughs> you can put a six pack of beer soda in there. Um, Are you Snapchatting? Because I hear that picture thing going off. <laughs> Is that what it the noise makes? Yeah. Uh, I'll show you. I'll. Because uh, David, whenever he's Snapchatting his girlfriend or whatever, it makes the little camera like the shutter sound. Yeah. Uh, I was. I took close ups of two very funny expressions in this Archie book and sent it to somebody. Based off of conversations we were just having. So I figured zooming in as far as I could mm. gets a pretty funny reaction if you open it up and you're just like, so yeah. And the person who Snapchatted me with the picture, I should do that to them. I'll just <laughs> send a picture. I need a I'm picture just going to send a, a close up of my <laughs> arm right there. And they just like. <laughs> just so there's enough hair there. Yeah. Just... <laughs> I'm just, I'm just gonna close my my arm at my elbow and just have like a a tootsie roll sticking out of there. <laughs> uh, I'll send a nice close up of that. Now I kind of want to see that and happen, you know, here and just watch the behind the scenes, you know. And <laughs> we'll just take one of these tootsie. All right, we don't have any tootsie rolls here. You'll I, don't, I don't think the little strawberry candies in this. Uh, is there a Snickers bar? Is there a oh a, Snickers? Yeah, a Kit Kat there yet? Oh, chew up a little, uh, <laughs> chew up a little Snickers. Spalding, no. Uh, yeah, yeah. I hate that when you're going to talk about something and then you can't remember what. When the last customers were in. I was thinking about something and I just can't. It's gone. So comic it's gone. related. I'll never just... come back. Comic related. I, I think. Yeah, I don't know. I probably should look at our uh, at our invoice for today, so I know what we got in. Since I wasn't here, I usually am not here when the comics actually come in, and that that was always helpful when I'd be here and I'd check in the orders because you see everything visually. Instead, I just look at a list, and it's hard to remember what else on that list. Especially, I mean, that list looks more or less the same week by week. But when you're physically opening the box, pulling out the new comics, looking through them, you see what we have, you know, it kind of sticks with you. I just haven't 
been here during the day when the uh, when the comics show up. So, so I'm usually armed with like if Kirk gets those questions or something, or you know, kind of like when they ask about Absolute Carnage, that so I get a list from Kurt on like the stuff that's on the rack, so then I can at least try to get some quick answers if I need them. Kind of like especially with Absolute Carnage, I had taken a look just because I was curious to begin with whether it was for myself or just for people coming in looking for it that I knew like, oh yeah, we have this variant and that variant and these and blah, blah, blah. Of course, when we get a lot of variants like that, it's like, what do you have for variants? Oh, we got this, we got that. I mean, we got like 10 variants. Uh, Do you have any of the regular cover? No. (laughs) (laughs) Because that's always the first thing to go with the, the stack of a variance. Yeah. But hey, uh, pre-ordering, you can get that standard cover. Yes. Pre-ordering can also get you any variant that you want, as long as it's available to us. Yeah. Marvel. And speaking of what's probably a variant, from here I keep looking at a comic. It's a very white uh page comic but just with some black like yeah like somebody just sketched a figure yeah on it and from here i can't even tell what that is i only know what it is just because i know that spot but it's buffy oh okay but you look at it and a it's not well buffy and the character and i it's buffy the body <laughs> buffy, buffy the, the vampire slayer buffy the body. oh yeah oh this is okay <laughs> now i say the ooh but it's in a What's interesting is that the body refers to, oh man, see a lot of their variants, um, yeah, I haven't read this one yet, so I don't want to go through too much of it, but that that title of the body refers to an episode of the television, which is probably one of the top three most acclaimed episodes, but what they usually do on the variant covers, they do things that are not necessarily existing in the current reboot of the story so we had you know we'll just get some things that are kind of nods to the tv show so since they are variants they're mostly just you know fun little extra extra things but now i'm intrigued if they would it seems like a giant spoiler if that's the case because if i go into that issue and find out that that body is referring to the specific body that the episode is titled after back in that was probably 2000, I think, 2001 maybe, um, that episode. If I find out they just did that, then it's going to be a very interesting issue. Is it like a body of water? Body of somebody that uh, was found, their body was found. Ah. Okay. But yeah, it is one of the best acted hours of television i don't think there's a sound a, a single song of music or like any kind of it just but then they make up for it with a musical episode yeah they did that. a year later then they're like you know what we're gonna but you know last year and what's funny we had like no music in that one episode and what's funny is in the previous season in season four there's an episode called hush episode 10 or 11 i believe of season four in which everybody's voices in sunnydale gets uh uh, removed and it's a silent episode for about a half hour and and it's only music and miming and actions and a it's one of their scariest episodes um one of the the gentlemen which the cover might be up here yeah i think it is yes 
So here's an example of a variant cover from Buffy number three. These are the gentleman creatures that stole the town's voices. And uh, the main one that you see holding the blade in the center there in the television show that was played by Doug Jones, who may be known as uh, Guillermo del Toro's go-to guy, Abe Sapien. Um, he is... Uh, he can currently be seen in Star Trek Discovery as right. one of the main characters there. You may see him here at Crimson Call when you stop in, as he was the guy that uh, acted as the Silver Surfer while Lawrence Fishburne did the voice. But that is... That's, but since the Silver Surfer who's here has no voice, uh, yeah, you can assume that it's not Lawrence Fishburne. And it's just 100% Doug Jones. And uh, so going back to that, that Hush cover is that uh, those characters don't show up in that issue. It's just a fun, like, hey, you love the show. You're going to buy this extra cover now. So that's what I'm hoping that front cover there with the body is also in that same trend and not that they uh, are going to give us a, a horrific surprise seven issues into the series rather than it was uh, was probably like episode like 88 or something of the show. Not that I like keep track of that kind of stuff or variants. Buffy is one of those shows that I just never, I've seen little bits and pieces and there's not really a reason why I haven't watched it other than, I guess, just lack of time or whatever. When I tell people now who haven't seen it, let's say they saw The Avengers and they like that and Joss Whedon, they've seen Firefly, you know, going back to Buffy, I usually tell people like, while well, I love season one because I was the perfect age. I was in sixth or seventh grade when that came out and they're dealing with people that are in like freshman, sophomore year of, of high school. And I feel like I was a pretty good demographic, close to the age of the characters. Um, when I tell people now if they're ever curious, I always say, as long as you get through season one, which is only half a season, 12 episodes, it's because, not that they're bad, it's just that it's, it feels dated, it's very 90s, you know, it's Monster of the Week, and it's, you know, the one of the premier shows on the WB, so they don't have much of a budget, they really make do with what they have, but like season two is so strong when it comes to like laying out the season long villain and just bringing in all these, like they really find their footing in season two. So whenever I try to tell people like, you know, watch it, but you know, just be, you know, aware of the time that season one was made and, and the budgetary restraints they were dealt with. You know, I, I think that's a lot of, first seasons yeah. go like that for shows because they haven't made it. They have a more limited budget. They haven't really found their footing. You know, they haven't quite figured out what they're doing as, as a show. You know, a lot, like of, a pilot the, a, lot of, a lot of the shows that, that I grew up on, uh, you know, th- that I, you know, the shows that I watched every episode and whatever. Gunsmoke, um, I really, Love Lucy. Not quite that old. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, uh, MacGyver. I was a huge <laughs> MacGyver fan. Uh, not the remake with the kid that tried to be Havoc in the X-Men movies. But um, but the uh, the actual uh, MacGyver. Yeah. The first season is totally different than the other seasons. Although that's a reverse. I think they actually had a bigger budget for the first season. And then they just... 
downsized it because he, he used to like go all over the world and okay. whatever. And um, now he just stays in like Southern California. Yeah, and now, yeah, yeah. It was pretty much how it was. Is um, and then even then later and later it became more of a like after school special type. And knowing is half the battle kind of <laughs> thing where they were trying to like oh they're forcing me to learn something. Um, but it started off uh, much different in the first season. Uh, Quantum Leap was was a show I used to watch all the time. Um, and I was going to watch that, you know. At, at one point, we were going through, like, old shows, me and Tammy with the kids. And uh, that was one that came up. You know, it was on Netflix or Hulu or whatever it was on at the time. And we're like, oh, we should watch that. And I seem to recall... Uh, I don't know if it was that I remembered it or just remembered reading it or something that the, the first season wasn't great and I couldn't really remember, you know, um, but I kind of warned them and then we were watching it just the first couple of episodes and whatever, and they really aren't, you know, and I'm like, okay, I know this show gets better. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's nothing worse than like trying to like convince other people while it's happening. Like seriously, just. Yeah, this is a good show. It just isn't a good show right just, now. Believe me. Yeah, and it might not have been a horrible show, but it wasn't like, you know, it, it definitely got better. You know, uh, sometimes it's just that they, they figure out where they, where they really want to get a show. Because um, I, th I think sometimes they get the approval for a show, they make the pilot, it sells, whatever, and then they're like, okay, we got to jump on this, and they rush into it, and... I don't know if it's like, wow, I never thought they were actually going to pick this up or whatever. So they didn't think it through. And once they get a chance to uh, really get in there and do some, some good writing and everything, uh, then the shows tend to get better. But a lot of them, I don't even think it's just the budget unless it's the budget that they have for paying good writers. Whereas if you have the benefit of being a Netflix show, you said, hey, you get 10 episodes, you get 13, and you've got the time to make them all because they're all dropping at once. So you have time to like... You know, by the time you make episode 13, you may realize, oh, man, we should go put something in episode one, you know, and you have that luxury. But with, you know, normal television, you know, it's, once they're in the can, then not to reference a, a former podcast. Former podcast. <laughs> um, OK, so going back to MacGyver, for anybody who's watched MacGyver, uh, if you've watched MacGyver, you know who Pete Thornton is. Uh, if you haven't watched MacGyver, then you don't know who Pete Thornton is. But he was, you know, he was in, like, all the episodes. Oh, wait a minute. He wasn't in the first season at all. <laughs> Although the actor that uh, played him was as a different character. And all then right. they brought him back, I think, in season, season two starting off. And he was basically MacGyver's boss and friend and... Um, was even kind of retroactively introduced further back as like in flashbacks. Of like Did he look drastically younger. different or it was just kind of like, yeah, or is it very obvious? No, it looked like him. the same guy even acted like the same so guy. So it wasn't I mean, like, he oh, he, the same guy. now he's got blonde hair and he wears glasses. No, no, <laughs> no, he was bald. But in the flashback, they put a, <laughs> like a wig on him or a toupee. Uh, <laughs> actually, it's funny because when they were talking about making a new version of MacGyver, um, and everybody's like, you can't do it without Richard Dean Anderson and, and all this. And um, I once said, the only way that you could make a new MacGyver 
um, without having Richard Dean Anderson as MacGyver is either it's like a next generation type thing where it's like his kid, but you throw him in every once in a while, he makes an appearance as, as the new MacGyver's dad, or what I thought would have been a cool idea, and I think Richard Dean Anderson would have loved to have played the part, is that it's completely rebooted, but you still have Richard Dean Anderson, but cast as Pete Thornton. So Now does he get to play a different character in season one and then a new character in season two? Yeah, that would be perfect. <laughs> Um, and with the weight that he put on, you know, he matches. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, I guess that's what, what happens as you get older and less active. Um, because if you look at pictures of, of him now, I, has the Simpsons ever touched that? Because I know that, you know, uh, Marge's sisters always had the, the thing for Richard Dean Anderson. Okay. Um, Patty and... Yeah, but I have not seen any new <laughs> episodes of The Simpsons in years. I haven't either. So I, I always wonder if they've ever, <laughs> like, if they still have a thing for him, or even though they, he's, like, older and put on a bunch of weight. They probably look exactly the same. I'm sure they look exactly <laughs> the same. But, yeah, I mean, he kind of <laughs> went into retirement to spend more time with his daughter and everything after acting. And once he went into retirement, he just, you know, when he was doing shows like MacGyver and then Stargate and stuff like that, he was probably very active and had to keep fit and, and everything else. Then he stopped working and, yeah, probably, and it's like me when I got out of the Army. You know, I started putting on a little, little extra. And then my lifestyle at the time didn't help. You know. And I'll see that with certain actors uh, without naming some of the names, but they had, went from a very action-y type roles and then they had a new TV show in which they kind of, uh, you know, didn't have to do so much running around and, you know, it was more just kind of standing around and eating and drinking and stuff. And, and you started seeing it with the actor, but then like as soon as that show kind of wrapped up, then you kind of, saw the change kind of happen as they went on to like another show and uh um but yeah you you'll you'll see that just based on how active someone is especially in a show like if you go from being a star of a sci-fi show and then you are the lead in a in an office drama like right. then it's just like all right you might just be a cubicle doing your acting rather than jumping and being up on harnesses and having to do you know, you, you go and also drastic schedule changes where you go from, you know, working 13, 14 hour days on an hour long drama. And then if you're going to move to a sitcom, then you're doing like half days and you're just like, yeah. Or if you're doing like a sitcom, you know, and, you know, maybe you're not like the main character or whatever, and you can afford to have a little extra weight or whatever. You don't have to be like action star, but. But then you go into the movies and you have to make a drastic change or a drastic change to uh, to to fit your new uh, action yeah. star, you know. Yeah, it would almost profile. be like a, like a world, a whole different world. Yes, uh, <laughs> a world of a drastic change, a drastic, 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 drastic world of change. Yes, yes. <laughs> but you got to really like kind of. Guard your decisions that you make. 
you know, like all, you know, your set, you know, dot your T's and cross your I's and things like that, you know, cause when you're guarding that, you know, your whole world, your whole universe, your whole galaxy, you know, everything around it could change may reflect on, you know, what decisions you're making. So. Yeah. You got to watch it though, because before you know it, you're one sandwich away from, you know, but, uh, yeah. You just kept a Lego of that sandwich, just, and then you'll be fine. Just Lego of it. If only I knew which actor was being referenced. Yeah. We'll never know. Uh, yeah. that, that's great though I mean it, it, it gives me hope that someday I could have a, a you know have a good <laughs> healthy athletic thing figure back someday if I ever you land know, a TV show if I, yeah, if I ever landed a role <laughs> in like uh, the MCU or something like that and you know they you know paid me to have like a personal trainer and you know like a, a chef and stuff like that that actually prepared all my food yeah. and stuff. Then you could have, you know, cheat days, Sundays, you know, to, to the degree of the rock, you know. We probably talked about this. <laughs> that was a whole episode, I think, right? When Jacob was here and we talked. That yeah, was we, probably we, all yeah we, talked, we talked about the rocks, uh, cheat days and his cookies and whatever. Giant pizzas. Deep and fried shoes. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, of course we've already talked about it. I mean, we're like 25 episodes into this podcast, and we've talked about everything three times. Yep. Just three. I am getting a little worried for The Rock, because I remember looking uh, the other day, and I couldn't find a, a cheat meal Sunday in quite a while. And I just feel, I, I just hope he's not, you know... He hasn't been cheating. <laughs> he's or been... maybe he's been cheating on his cheat meals. Yeah, yeah. Or he's been cheating so much that he started a second Instagram just to post what they call food porn in the Instagram world. Um, but yeah, I was gonna look, you know, look for his jumbo, jumbo peanut butter cookies and things like that. But looks like uh, he's been clean in July. <laughs> Maybe he started, you know, packing on the pounds. He went to Giant Cookies Anonymous. <laughs> People started. Nicknaming him, you know, the boulder instead of mm. the rock, and then as he's older, he's gotten to be more soft rock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's well, he's he's still doing roles stuff. It seemed like for a little while there, he was in everything, but now it seems like it's slowed down a little bit. Not, you know, not yeah. like he's you know, he's done. like he's done or anything. <laughs> but seriously, up. for a while there, it was like every. Every movie, you know, you go to the movie and they play like four trailers and like The Rocks and yeah, three of them. And he looks exactly and the same. He makes like a cameo in the fourth one, <laughs> he's got a lot of similar outfits. Whether he's in some kind of jungle or a rampage or just whatever, he, and he's doing a movie called Jungle Cruise right now, the Jungle Cruise ride. He's doing a movie of that while also doing the Jumanji movies. <laughs> I sh I should take uh, footage from like <laughs> just a bunch of his movies just just from trailers and add it together it's like a, a trailer movie. like like just release a trailer for some non-existent the movie people, that's just made up of his scenes from different trailers it could be pretty seamless i think and just so. see 
Eventually that would flow pretty nice that people like wouldn't really, they'd be like, oh, there's a sequel of, it's a sequel of that. Well, no, it's a sequel of his other movie. Wait, I think it's a sequel of this because you like see recognizable things, but then you just start seeing all of them being like, oh, he's he's doing the MCU version of the rock movies and all of his characters team up <laughs> into one giant rock. Yeah. Actually, he's going to be doing these uh, remakes of other movies. Um, why not like remake a Nicolas Cage movie and he could do The Rock? There we go. It's been just sitting there the whole time waiting for him. Waiting for him to roll on over to that role. I was going to say about The Rock, something... Oh, yeah, when you said that, you know, when you were saying how he's washed up and everything and he's not doing anything. What's that? <laughs> that I, what I don't said? remember saying that. But. <laughs> no, but to explain why maybe he hasn't done as much. No, you know what? He's done. I called it. I just predicted it right here. Just <laughs> By the time this episode comes out, Hobbs and Shaw will have failed at the box office. They're going to cancel Jungle Cruise. Jumanji 2, they're just going to be like, you know, let's, let's scrape it. Um I think he has his hands in some television stuff. I know there's a HBO show, The Ballers, I think. Okay. So he's he's not done. He hasn't hit rock bottom. Oh. No, that is the move, the finishing move he did back in the WWF though. He's got that, and I think he's I don't know if he's producing some game show or something. So I think he's got like two or three TV projects floating around. I know he just had a him and his wife had a young daughter, so Maybe you decide to take like two months off and, you know. But that, that brings up a good question. What is with the well-known stars and stuff, you know, producing game shows? There's been a big wave of game shows coming back. Because I, you know, I don't watch any. It just seems like every time I hear of one, it's produced by... LeBron James. Yes. There's a basketball guy that has a... Okay. That has a... The game show and stuff. But yeah, it'll be like some actor or something like that. And it's like, wait, what? Is is this the new in, like, trend? I think there's some, I want to say some former NFL players that, uh, like Michael Strahan, who's done a lot of, like, the talk show stuff. He probably has his hands in some game show stuff, too. But yeah, seems to be another, you know, the, a second career for some some athletes. Yeah, I wanna I wanna really make it in Hollywood so I can invest in a game show. <laughs> well, here let's spin this into a, a wheel of. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't even going for that, but that's perfect. And a Jacob esque question that he would pitch that would lead to some conversation. If you were given one game show to reboot and be the host of and producer of, oh God, I don't know. I already know mine. I have two, but I have one definite one. Because I think the other one is probably happening already. But so I, I can give mine if you want I mean, to think can I about pick yours. Wheel of fish. <laughs> Wheel of fish. Ooh, red snapper. Um, I'll, I'll say mine. Maybe that'll buy you some time if you want to think of one. But this one may be this is my runner-up. But the the whammy one, the press your luck, you know. No whammy, no whammy, no whammy, stop. I want to say that's probably happening right now, just because I know there's a lot of them. But the one that would go to more of my uh, expertise, more a little uh, in my wheelhouse, would be to reboot Supermarket Sweep, if you have ever watched that one at all. 
the supermarket game show in which they all answered grocery related questions and then they would earn uh time uh time for their counter so at the end they would have the big sweep in which so if you answered a bunch of you know three rounds of questions and you got you know three minutes and 50 seconds on your clock or if the second person got two minutes and 40 seconds or if you sucked at answering questions you got a minute and 10 seconds and all three of you would get to do the big supermarket sweep in which you fill up as many groceries carts as you can of product which you i would assume keep um i think you go home with that uh but the point of it is getting the most value so your carts are more expensive in your shopping trip than your opponents now if you did good in answering questions you definitely have more time to do it um but you would uh you would always see everyone jumping over to filling a cart full of turkeys and hams and stuff first being like well these are the big ones you would see inflatable food items like i myself i have an inflatable chocolate milk bottle that's in my house <laughs> yes <laughs> he, he keeps it under his bed yeah, yeah. <laughs> under um <laughs> and uh <laughs> I like milk, you guys. I like milk like how Tim likes animals. All right. <laughs> a cute little bunny. <laughs> um, but, like, you know, you'd have uh, – we had some chocolate milk bottles. I have one, you know, at uh, at work, and then we had extra ones. And I love, I love milk, and nobody else I knew had a giant chocolate milk bottle in their house, so I have one. And uh, But you would grab those kind of items, and once you grab one, you run it back to your register – and then at the end, when they're totaling up everything, they peel off the sign, and that's a bonus of like five hundred dollar bonus or something. But the whole game was, yeah, getting your grocery tally, your your checkout um, receipt to be higher than everybody else, and then you would win the whole thing. And uh, I grew up watching that prior to getting a job into the industry, into the business, and. So if that's one thing that I would bring back, I'm sorry. All I can picture is a giant inflatable milk bottle with I, an O face. I should have. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you twist off the cap, um, yeah, I should have saved that for the end. Um, but yeah, I don't know if you uh, if you're too distracted by the inflatable chocolate milk to come up with an answer. <laughs> yeah, I haven't been able to come up with a, an answer. I I never really watched a lot of game shows uh regularly um I watched a ton and now just thinking about it so yeah i mean i've seen some but never really watched any um like regularly not a lot of them because a lot of those are on during the daytime and i've never done a lot of daytime tv watching early evening yeah, early evening I've caught some of those because that's when you see like Wheel of Fortune, Jeopardy, Jeopardy back and back. stuff like that, and those have been on for so long. It's like when I think of uh, game shows and like that, it's like those are the ones that I think of. Um, Price is Right, yeah, or you have uh, I think Price is Right was even like an earlier one. Family Feud I think was uh, like a late afternoon. Yeah, Price is Right I want to say it was like a ten a.m. eleven a.m. Yeah. deal. So I would always uh, anytime that. Uh, I would stay home, quote unquote, sick. Um, it was a bonus because then you got to watch Prices Right, which you couldn't watch when you had to go to school, and so that was always a bonus: is uh, is getting to watch Prices Right when you stayed home from school. Of course, then some of the cable 
channels started getting their game shows like uh, early on into MTV's transition out of music. <laughs> um, they had a couple game shows, like they had one that was like remote control. Okay, was one they had that singled was like a TV out. Thing. Um, yeah, Chris Hardwick hosted Singled Out in the early '90s, mid '90s. So yeah, I'm I'm actually thinking even earlier back, even further. Yeah, um, I've heard of remote control. I can't picture it, but because yeah, when did they stop doing like music videos? Eighty-nine. <laughs> no, it was if uh, you go into the nineties. Yeah, if you um, go basically up to Beavis and Butthead at least, because that's probably mid nineties ish. Because I think that movie came out in ninety-seven. Beavis and Butthead do America. Yeah. so they did music videos then yet, but it had to be probably just once he got into the new millennium. That but yeah, they were kind of probably uh, had to wind down doing more and more shows. And here we go. I can place a time because TRL came out in their like early two thousands. So I remember after high school and then turning on MTV and then you would have TRL at like three o'clock or something. So, but that might've been the start of the fall because when you would see the top 10 music videos every day for the five days of the week, they would be really short versions of those music videos. So it wouldn't be the two and a half, three minute version. It'd be like, all right, here's a minute and a half version of your music video. No, were they playing music videos at other times or were they so full of shows that they weren't really playing and that's i mean that probably had to be the start because once they trimmed the the one show that dedicated to ranking and showing music videos and they wouldn't even show the full music video that's when you knew that they were right. kind of like leaning out getting out of the game so yeah nickelodeon was one that you know started game shows and they all involved oh, slime i've seen them all Nick Arcade's one of the best ones. Ironically enough, I think I just named the one that didn't have slime. But <laughs> but yeah, Double Dare. Double awesome. Dare, I think, was the one that like really kicked it off. And yeah. then they got Super Sloppy Double Dare, Family Double Dare. They had a bunch of different versions. That's been rebooted, and Mark Summers is a co-host. And now it's called Sloppy Seconds Double Dare. <laughs> um, great opportunity for a name. Uh, then you had uh, Guts. Nickelodeon Guts, which was the more athletic sports-related one with the aggro crag that you had to climb this this mountain, you're on a harness and stuff, and get a piece of the aggro crag. And there'll be, speaking of the rock, you'd have you know these styrofoam boulders that would come and try to knock you off the, the side of the mountain doing a wall climb. Um, yeah, they started really incorporating a lot of physical activity in some of those. And, and of course, then they started having the stuff like... Um, like American Gladiator or yeah, something yeah. like that was on TV. And suddenly they have these shows on that are like, hey, let's do the running man, but we can't kill anyone. Yeah. <laughs> and American Gladiator was best. That's probably like what, what Guts was. It was just a teen version, a kid version of American Gladiator to an extent. Uh, I thought Guts was that video that Tim was showing us. <laughs> Their theme song was awesome because it goes, do you have it, Guts? And then do 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 you have it? Which also would have fit. Yeah, that. yeah. With do that remake that yeah. while you're remaking the the Rock movie trailer. So uh, this summer, The Rock in The Rock. So yeah, you could do that, and then uh, and then we could turn uh, water ship down. What <laughs> was it? Watership down. Water, watership water. down into a game show. <laughs> that you know what? That's mine. That's my pick. There you go. Uh, I want to uh, 
remake uh, Watership Town. But as a game, a game show. show. There you go. And if you answer incorrectly, this bunny's going to die. Let's make a deal. I watched a lot of that one. I know that's back. I think Wayne Brady hosts that one right mm-hmm. now. It's weird because you got Wayne Brady hosting that. You have Drew Carey hosting. The Price is Right. Yeah. Got all these. What's Ryan Siles doing? Is he uh, hosting any game show? I don't know. He's, I don't know. Maybe he's out there doing something with Colin Mockery. <laughs> well, they're all still doing. Uh, uh, are are they line. still? Are, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because there's. On CW, uh, um, Aisha Tyler hosted. Oh, okay. And. Uh, so Ryan Stiles, Colin Mockery, um, I can't think of the guy's name, Greg Proops. Um, yeah. he, he was the double-headed alien at the pod race in episode one, the, like the announcer guy. He's, uh, yeah. he, he was that guy. But anyways, uh, yeah, they're still doing it. And what they do, it's on the CW. And what they do, they usually take a CW cast member, for instance, Candace Patton, who plays... Um, Iris on The Flash, she would guest star for an episode and they would throw her into like two of the games or something. And uh, uh, Chris Hardwick was on recently. And so they usually have an episode. And I forget if they did that in the old one or not, but this one's mostly CW specific because they've had a lot of CW, you know, in house people kind of show up. And but yeah, I watched a couple not too long ago. See, I always thought that would be fun to do. But then I figured I'd be the guy, like, um, when they'd read off the card of what you had to do, they'd be like, you're, and they named somebody, and then they'd give a situation, and I'd be, like, thinking, I have no idea who that person is. You know, and it'd be somebody everybody else gets, and I'm like, "Yeah, okay, I'm just going to have to, like, I, I don't know who this is. <laughs> yeah, that could get a little awkward so if you're trying to be on your game. Because I, th- I think watching the show, I've seen that a couple times, where they would say, hey, you're so-and-so, and this is... And I'm like, who? Who is that? I guess I'm not up on current affairs or something because yeah, yeah. I don't know who they just named off. Maybe on the cards they also have a picture. Yeah, and, then and a description. They're just like, like, oh, okay, I guess. It. Like, look it up on Wikipedia or something. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's all on tablets now, so then it's just Google right there. And while they're setting up the rules, you can like watch a quick YouTube video. Like, oh, I know this person. Yeah, but um, so uh, David's Katie. Did improv at school. Oh, yeah? Um, I'm very she, intrigued by improv. Because she did, um, that's what she did for forensics, which before she was in forensics, I just thought forensics was what Barry Allen did, <laughs> you know, as a police yeah, scientist. Yeah. Um, but they have different categories, and so she always did improv. That's cool. So, and, and what they do is is basically like that but i always thought you know you should be just a little bit more like whose line is it anyway um but essentially it's the uh the same kind of thing they're given i think for that they're given like three different things to pick from and it'll be like uh, the zoo uh, alien invasion and birthday party you know like Jacob? just three just three things and they're like, yeah, they're like, oh, let's do birthday party. And then they just disappear. <laughs> no, but they, they do it. And then they're given like a minute to like figure something out. So it's not completely um, on the spot, like who's lying. Uh, so they're, they're given, I think, like a minute 
to like just come up with something and then they have to go out and perform it. And um, yeah, if, if you ever get a chance to see my daughter doing improv, I recommend it. It's she's really good at it. She currently does it yet, so. So, um, well, I'm sure she'll be doing it when the school year starts again. I'm sure oh she's, yeah, she's, we're in summer she's right she's now. Getting into it. Um, yeah. See, that's what I should do. Is I should just have her like bring her friend, who's also her partner in forensics. They should just come in and it'd be like. Put them on, a, on the spot and be like, hey, show us some of that improv. <laughs> but we we can't do what they did. Uh, they did a talent show, and they only did it for the, like, the practice night for the parents. Um, they actually had to do a, a real thing. The parents' night thing, they kind of got to, to cheat. And um, they were taking suggestions from the audience and their actual improv like teacher coach person said one out loud which is what they picked you know she's kind of like like a magician having a person sure. sitting in, in the audience they kind of did that when they did the actual real talent show thing then they had to pick but but for the the first night where it was in front of the parents and stuff like that they they kind of had you know they threw all and it was the zoo it was good because they were really good at it, and at the same time, it was disappointing in a way because that happened to be like one that I've already seen. Mm-hmm. Um, them doing, I'm like, I want to see something new. <laughs> I've only gotten a chance to see a couple. I've seen uh, one where it was like going to Great America uh, for people not in this general area. Uh, that would be a Six Flags, yeah, because like all the other ones are called Six Flags. Creative, like six one, Flags over great adventure. Dallas, or there's one uh, at the Great Adventure. Some names that are used, and yeah, but the one that we have closer to home here is put in a town that nobody else has heard of, so they're not going to be like Six Flags over Gurney. <laughs> like what? It's in like, the hospital. That, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's it's like wow. This one sounds, I don't know, that's that's scary. Six Flags over Gurney. It's like they do it at the hospital because they know that you don't. they don't have time to transport. Yeah, you. yeah. Um, yeah, I've always been intrigued by improv. I've, ha- I've had some ideas on doing an improv podcast. Now I've got zero background with that kind of stuff, but I've listened to enough and just. So, not not like, like this one where it's all made up beforehand. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But like, and hey, it, let, let's do the deep right shoe bit again. But yeah. <laughs> but yeah, an improv podcast in which I basically get random words from uh, from Twitter and work that into like you know a one-on-one conversation. But then you had to like just create characters out of it. Now, oh, life day. How can I talk about that? Yeah. Hmm. Um, back on the AB Conversation podcast that I used to do, I started doing that in the later episodes where I would have some people just tweet out some words and then I would try to I would try to sneak that word into the podcast which you could do on this podcast because we have an explicit rating exactly I would bring that word without Brent's knowledge I would put that word into the podcast but the thing was I would keep saying that word throughout that episode and finally he's like why do you keep calling me a bitch yeah yeah (laughs) so Brent would get it after you know a couple times depending on how much I tried to really try to because make the work. audience would be like, ah, 
Yeah. Oh, I get it. It's the word of the yeah, day. Yeah. But yeah, that was always a fun one just because he didn't know about it. And then it just had me just really trying to like get, get it in for the, you know, the sixth time to get that word out there. But, uh, uh, one of the last things I'll say before we, uh, wrap things up here. And that's all the time we have. Uh, one of the best improv podcasts that are out there. Now it's difficult just to do an improv comedy show. You know, it takes skill, takes a lot of practice, takes a lot of talent and blah, blah, blah. It's an extra level when you do that, an improv musical. So there's two people, um, Jess McKenna and uh, Zach. Uh, I can't think of his last name right now. But they have a podcast called Off Book, the imp- impro- improvised musical podcast. Um, and they have one celebrity guest on that is kind of like a mini interview in the beginning. And they'll just say something that's interesting that's part of their life or something. And then the piano guy just starts playing. And they do like an hour, hour and a half, and all three of them just improvise a musical. And they're all very talented at singing. So it's so the whole thing is basically sung, or it's like they just bust into songs periodically? Well, so it's it's a musical setting, so they have a little bit of dialogue in between. It's definitely more song than dialogue. So the opening 10, 5 to 10 minutes is just a quick interview to get a premise, and then they just jump into it. And they all, it's, it's ridiculous. Does it sound like songs or does it sound like I'm just singing every word I say the whole podcast. It's, I'm not going to talk. I'm just going to sing. It's crazy how, how talented it is with just how quick they can think about it. Um, so they have one episode. Uh, He's looking it up on the internet. <laughs> yeah, the songs are better than that. Um, so if anyone's interested other than going to the podcast, but it's interesting they did it live. They do it live sometimes, but there's a whole episode where they videotaped it for an hour. And uh, I was going to see if I could just skip over to a song just to kind of give you an idea of the level of talent that they have when it comes to to the actual singing portion of it. Um, so the song itself might not make sense. I'm just going to kick into... To me, but But yeah, like, they they feed off of Zach Reno, that's his name. No, I just thought of it. They feed off each other so perfectly, and they both have very strong voices. Like, they do all different kind of genres of, you know, st- styles of musical singing and stuff like that. And it's just, it's hilarious, and it's just, I, I'm just baffled every time I listen to it, because it's just like, it's one thing just to improv a story and stay in character, but like, to then create songs that actually, you know, they they have rhythm, they have lyrics, they have chords, they go back to it, and, like, they have people that 
jump in and they're always just kind of like on the same page with each other, even though it's called off book. Um, but yeah. Off book on page. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, so with you saying that, uh, but you know, your daughter doing improv and stuff, I'm very just intrigued just because, you know, you don't, that's an exciting, if I had that opportunity back was in, I was in school and it really wasn't that kind of outlet for it, like, after following all the comedians and stuff that I do later in life, it makes me regret that I didn't have that kind of thing. Like, and I know there's probably like, you know, adult, you know, theater groups and things like that, but yeah, there's adult improv. <laughs> pants are optional. <laughs> Will I wear pants? Won't I? I don't know. I'll make, I'll just figure it out at the time. Like, Oh, Hey, there comes Tim. He brought his animals with <laughs> I didn't know you could wear a bunny like that. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Under the Cowl. I've been your host, David Lloyd. Under the Cowl is recorded live at Crimson Cowl Comics and Collectibles at 1749 Barton Avenue, West Bend, Wisconsin. You can join us live each week or listen on Automatic and iTunes. Like us on Facebook at Crimson Cowl Comics, or on Twitter, at The Crimson Cowl. And that's the end of this podcast. Ba-da-ba-da-bum-bum. Bum.